Well, as it turns out, they are, in fact, coming for your children. Not only that, one governor in the United States of America is actually coming for your guns. And Kamala Harris wants to make it abundantly clear that she has no clue what she's talking about. All of it today on the Palmetto Family Matters show. So it turns out that the question is the same and the answer is the same as we learned from that Hollywood classic, that cinematic great Mean Girls. Mm. The limit, in fact, does not exist for Kamala Harris. Welcome in. That was a weird reference. Palmetto Family Matters show. Strongest and fastest growing conservative talk show in the state of South Carolina. With Mean Girls references. With Mean Girls references. Today is Monday, so apparently we were blue. Mitch Prosser, Justin Hall. It is Monday, September 11th in the year of our Lord, 2023. The time is 10, 11 a.m. Really quickly off the top, I think it's important that as we move forward in years, it becomes more and more of a distant memory for some but a very vivid day for many. And so, again, we want to make sure that on this September 11th, we remember the sacrifices of the men and women who worked so diligently to try to rescue people inside the Twin Towers, to the patriots who fought along that flight that crashed in a Pennsylvania field, and for those who did the same thing on those planes that struck the uh, the World Trade Centers. The imagery in my head is still very clear. Again, I was but a wee young lad when this happened in 2001 um, in first grade. But the the events of that day shaped the new world that we would live in. And we have yet to leave that world. We are still there. And today it's important that we remember those men and women, that we remember the families that were forever shattered. It was a normal day for many, a normal Tuesday, I think, uh, for many, and uh, ever since the 8 o'clock hour, the 9 o'clock hour, the 10 o'clock hour, and the days and weeks that followed, uh, lives would never, never be the same. And so we want to make sure we we take the time to honor them. I think it's important to live with a certain degree of intentionality as well, you know, and, and I... I appreciate when people say they'll never forget, but you know, for me, it's always been a, I will always remember. Mm-hmm. And there's that intentionality and that focus of there's not a, I, I, it's not like I live and think about it every day. Sure. But every time you see the New York skyline or every time you fly over the Pentagon or fly you know, in general. Yeah. Or fly in general. That's right. Yeah. You know, and, and every time I hear, and, and maybe those of you out there have this same, um, breaking news PTSD, but every time I see news or especially like on ESPN, because ESPN there for a while only covered sports. Imagine that. And then occasionally they break in with, you know, news. This just happened. And you're like, wow. So if there was news at the bottom of the screen on ESPN, it was a big deal. Breaking news. Now, of course, Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, and all the other cable news shows break news all the time. Now, you know, they like the little boy that cried wolf. But every time I see that, or every time I hear a plane flying over, or those sorts of things, and I think they reson- that resonates with a lot of you as well, yeah. we'll always remember. Yeah. Uh, we'll always remember that day, what it did to our country, what brave men and women did to preserve, protect, and defend our country, um, yeah. and and but for the grace of God, we haven't had a nine eleven size attack in America since then. Yeah. And I'll tell you this, and and I'm not a prophet nor the son of a prophet, but I I, I am the son of a preacher man, and I've heard my dad say long enough, and you know I've told my sons long enough. Always be vigilant. Always be watching. Always be careful to focus. Keep your head on a swivel. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we're lulled as Americans into this false sense of security. As long as we are entertained, as long as we feel comfortable, then everything will be okay. And nothing can be further from the truth. There are brave men and women right now at this moment around the globe 
who are keeping us safe. Absolutely. And so, um, twenty-two years since that terrible day. There, there are obviously many. Um, there are many people who are now in high school, certainly in high school and in college, who weren't even alive yeah. on this day uh, twenty-two years ago. Um, I'm probably one of the thousands or millions of people who have a vague recollection of the day, and we're the last bastion of those who remember it. Um, and so today, we I encourage you to take a few moments, and you don't I don't necessarily encourage you to go back and watch the footage because it's it's hard. Um, but read the firsthand accounts. Those, those stories are harrowing, um, and I'd encourage you to, to to read those. And now we try to make the hard pivot uh, to our topics today. Over the weekend, we saw the passage, or on Friday, we saw the passage of Assembly Bill 957 in California. Now, I like to talk about California from time to time. I have family there. Mm-hmm. Um, congratulations to my brother-in-law and my sister-in-law, who just welcomed a, a beautiful baby boy a couple of weeks ago, and we're, and we're happy for them, and, and it's such a blessing. They live there. Um, they live in, a, in an area that is fairly tame and fairly calm, and uh, he pastors a church there, and the church is growing, so they actually do have the gospel in California. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of great people and churches and, and groups in California. But AB 957, what does Assembly Bill 957 say? It reestablishes some code regarding uh, the family code. And it reworks some language. Uh, Assemblymember Lori Wilson authored it or introduced it. The principal co-author in the state senate was Scott Weiner, and Scott Weiner is um, related to Anthony. He's not related to Anthony, I don't believe, but he is um, atrociously anti-Christian. He is a, he is grossly anti-family. Um, he is grossly, in my opinion, anti-child. So. Existing law governs the determination of child custody and visitation in contested proceedings and requires the court, for the purposes of deciding custody, to determine the best interests of the child based on certain factors, including, uh, among other things, health, safety, and welfare of the child. And those are paramount when it comes to uh, when you get to a situation where there isn't resolution and, and seemingly nothing can be resolved between the parents who are, who are filing divorce proceedings and children will have to go somewhere. If it comes to that point, it's important for the child to be taken care of. It's important for the court, the judge, to take into account what's best for the child's health, safety, and welfare. But this bill, AB 957, for the purposes of this provision, and I'm quoting, would include a parent's affirmation of the child's gender identity or gender expression as part of the health, safety, and welfare of the child. What we have here is a failure to communicate in that Lori Wilson, Scott Weiner, and ultimately the entire South, uh, the entire California Legislative Assembly have passed a bill. I'm going to give you a hypothetical. And maybe it's not hypothetical. <clears throat> Husband and wife not coming to a, not coming to a, an agreement. There are too many differences. Maybe who knows the extenuating circumstances. Mm-hmm. But they're filing for divorce. And there's a child. There are two children. Mm-hmm. One of those children claims to be transgender. And I'm going to throw you a curveball. The mother mm-hmm. is not, quote unquote, affirming of this child's gender identity and or gender expression. By California state law now, once it's signed by Gavin Newsom, oh, and Governor and he, Gavin Newsom, Kendall, will, will sign it. Yeah. Anything to destroy families and children. Once this bill becomes law, the judge, by state law, will have to take into account whether or not the mother or father affirms the transgender mm-hmm. ideology and expression of the child. And if they don't, then the child will be taken away from them and custody mm-hmm. will be given to the to the other parent. And this aligns in according to this text, Mitch, they 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 they, they kind of carve in that gender expression and gender identity affirmation or lack the lack of that is akin to child abuse. Mm-hmm. If you go back up to, um, and you, you've got it on your screen there. Yeah, section um, one. Section one, subset B. 
be as used in this paragraph, we're, and we're reading the bill itself, which will it's soon be law. Read, <laughs> read it before you pass it. As used in this paragraph, the health, safety, and welfare of the child includes, among other comprehensive factors, a parent's affirmation of the child's gender identity or gender expression. Now, that sounds somewhat concrete. Somewhat concrete. It's still, in my opinion, intentionally, purposefully vague. Oh, it's oh, it's a wide range. Listen to this sentence. The next sentence. Affirmation includes a range of actions, intentionally vague, and will be unique for each child. Which, which means, means every case is going to be different. Every case. There's no precedent. Subjective. Oh, certainly. But subject to what? In every case, but in every case, must promote the child's overall health and well-being. Justin, who then is the determiner? I am the decider. <laughs> Sorry. Who then is the determiner right. of a child's health and well-being? A judge. A judge. And, and I'm sure there are great social workers in the state of California, and I'm not besmirching any of them. Seriously, I'll, I'll, intentionally. I'll, I'll besmirch some of them. That's why I'm not talking. But if if a if a social worker, if a judge, mm -hmm. this goes back to what we talked about, was it last week with the Gadsden flag? Yes, this, that and was last Monday. these mid-level managers mm -hmm. who, week before. who are being pressured from above and below and don't have a comprehensive understanding of law, Anything. let alone the this the morass that is ethics today, and and that's intentional. They then have to make a decision on the child's health and well-being. So a judge, with the testimony provided by a caseworker, social worker. A well-intentioned social worker could make a decision to take a child away from a parent. Now, I want to go further because in Section 5, subsection B, notwithstanding subdivision A, don't you love it? The court shall not consider the sex, gender identity, gender expression, or sexual orientation of a parent, legal guardian, or relative in determining the best interest of a child. Now, so we have to we have to we have to use their gender identity and gender expression of the child when it comes to their best interest. But that's not going to be a an it that's not going to be used when it comes to the parent or the guardian. Well, and and I do find some solace in that except for the idea of of I when, find that highly hypocritical. Well, I I understand I'm 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 working through this as I read it. Judge sees again example because I think I think we need to put an example to this. Okay, parents are getting a divorce because mm -hmm. dad likes men. Okay, dad is now participating in in wide ranging, okay. non normative sexual behaviors. Okay, and I see where you're those going. are those could influence very bad situations. Apparently, that's not to be considered. Yeah, but the gender expression and gender identity of the child who is a boy who thinks he's a yeah. girl is paramount. Yeah, do we see that's hypocritical? That yeah. makes zero sense. I see. I see what you're saying here. I, I, it is concerning. That makes zero sense. Now, we can go further into this, and I think it's important um, to. Uh, in fact, we need to work on getting uh, Jonathan Keller from the California yeah, Family Council on the show. From California, uh, let's it let's get a message. I I let's get read. a message out to him as soon as possible. See if we can get I'm a chat with him. Right now. Um, I want to go a little bit further on this idea. Let's listen to while while we're contacting him, and he won't be on the show today. But we're going to try to get him later this week. Here's here's Assembly Member Lori Wilson talking about Assembly Bill nine five seven. Know that parents affirm their children. They have since the dawn of time. Typically, it happens when their um, gender identity expression matches their biological gender. But what happens is when it doesn't, 
that's when the affirmation starts to wane. And that's what we're dealing with here. Although it's called the TGI bill, they're not mentioned anywhere in the law. What's mentioned in the law is the child's gender identity and expression and the parent's affirmation of that, whatever it is, because that is our duty as parents to affirm our children. So see, she's staring at everybody because she thinks she makes a profound point. Let me make one thing abundantly clear. It is not the parent's job to affirm everything their child says. That is not the job of a parent. A parent's job is not to affirm everything the child says or everything the child believes they are or everything the child thinks they should do. Child says, 15-year-old says, Mom, Dad, I'm going to go out and I'm going to stay out until 2 or 3 in the morning. I'm going to do hardcore drugs. I affirm your choices. I am going to to smoke so much heroin. Guys, I don't know. You got? Or do you do? Do you think doing alcohol is cool? Uh, So I'm going to go out and 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 do so much heroin, hardcore drugs. Apparently, according to Lori Wilson, your job as a parent is to go get them, Tiger. Well, even if even if your nine year old, even if your nine year old says, "I want to play video games," and you say, "No, you should go to bed." We're going to put you no, in bed. your job is to affirm your child. Yeah, I affirm Your child you. should go to bed when they want to, You Mitch. stay up as late as you want. You don't control want. them. They're not your kid. Your child is not your it's, own. And, 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 and we've been working on this for a while. I've let it loose a few times. I know it's controversial, but I'm going to say it anyways. Because, you know, we, we tend to we hedge on the controversial. <laughs> if I let my child touch a burning stove, the... The coils. Or the coils are the... Well, how many people have coils? Oh, uh, the gas on the, burn, the range. The burner. Yeah. What would that be? If It'd you be, let them do it? If I, I, hold, hold if on. I allow them to do it. Well, you... So you just say, hey, go ahead and do it. Yeah, or, or I can see them do it and don't do anything to stop it. Neglect at best. Neglect at best. Hang on. Let them learn at worst. Hang on. If I allow my underage grossly underage child and gross. and just gross. to drink alcohol in consume Ca- alcohol in South Carolina it is legal for them to consume alcohol if they're in your house and you provide it just saying you're not breaking the law my 6 year old yeah yeah that's that's wrong here son yeah. here's a jack you know I, jeez right what would that be? First grade's hard. What would that be? That that would be child abuse. There we go. Now we're catching on. If I let my child, mm-hmm. unsupervised, my six-year-old, mm-hmm. play with a loaded handgun. That's child abuse. That's child neglect. Neglect and abuse. Yeah. Now, if harm. I let my six-year-old mm-hmm. play with his... Gender identity. I would argue that's child abuse. It's no big deal. He can he he can figure it out on his own, and I should affirm him. No matter what. During the process. That's why we have people. This is not only cat. absurd, it's asinine. That's true. It's ridiculous. It's true. To a my six year old, and then we're gonna pit two parents against one another. And I love what Moeller said this morning. He said, this is not just an attack on children. It is an attack on families. Yep. And most specifically, by the way, and I love that he points this out. You know what comes before kids? Marriage. Ooh. Marriage. Not anymore. Now, I know what you're thinking. In the truest biblical sense, when a man and a woman know one another in the biblical sense of course that creates a child it, it creates the opportunity to create a child not every time do you do you conceive but when you participate in that action it, you are undertaking it, the process in the only process in which a child can be formed y- yes and so whether we have two mommies or two daddies no that, that's not that's not a real thing or two Androgynous aliens from another planet. Maybe a thing. Parenting little Joni, I mean Johnny, <laughs> six years old, 
Yeah. A mommy and a daddy made Johnny. Yes. 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 Well, yeah. And they, and, and by God's design, they did it in the bounds mm-hmm. of marriage. See, we can go, this is a whole different conversation that we can get into about some of the issues beyond that. What I will say... It's an assault on the this family. Is, this, is the, this, is the fir- this is the first thing I'm going to tell you today, and I'm, and I'm going to be very honest with you. There are three topics that we're talking about today, and we have to move quickly, that I'm going to show you the progression of idea and the progression of thought on the leftist side of the aisle, on the secularist side. Because, Mitch, do you remember two years ago a choir called the San Francisco Gay Men's Choir? Uh, not to be confused with the Boston Gay Men's Choir. Chorus, chorus. They're all chorus. The Los Angeles Gay Men's Choir. New York. Yeah. No, I'm going to read you lyrics. The song was called A Message from the Gay Community. I have the clip, but we don't have time. We might put it on our website. <laughs> Why not? <clears throat> These are the lyrics. We've talked about this before on the show. I By think. the way, there's a Midlands gay men's course. Of course there is. You think we're sinful. You fight against our rights. Your right to what? Participate in weird sex things? You say we all lead lives you can't respect, but you're just frightened. You think that we'll corrupt your kids if our agenda goes unchecked. Funny, just this once, you're correct. <sighs> We'll convert your children. Happens bit by bit, quietly and subtly, and you will barely notice it. You can keep them from disco. I thought it was dead. You warn about San Francisco. Make them wear pleated pants. Jim Harbaugh, we don't care. We'll convert your children. We'll make them tolerant and fair. Gen Z, I'm going to read on here. Oh, here's my favorite There's really no escaping it because even Grandma likes RuPaul. And the world's getting kinder. Gen Z's gayer than grinder. Learn to love. Learn to vogue. Face your fate. We'll convert your children. Someone's got to teach them not to hate. Your children will care about fairness and justice for others. Your children will work to convert all their sisters and brothers. Mm-hmm. They called it satire. It's tongue-in-cheek. It's, it's, it, it's okay. jocular And, and here we go. Before we move on to our next topic, this is how I'm going to wrap up every section of the show today. This was lead. This is block A for those of you not in the, in the business. Let's wrap up block A this way. Why do you care what happens in my bedroom? Why do you care what happens when in their bedroom? Why do you, why do you care? It's it's their own lives. It's they can do it. They can do whatever they want. Love is love. Then it was well. Why do you care if they have civil unions? I mean, we're not we're not making straight marriage illegal. Then then we have gay marriage. Well, why do you care if they get married? It doesn't affect you. It doesn't affect you at all. Well, why do you why do you care if we promote the transgender ideology? It's not your kid. It's not your kid that could commit suicide. Fast forward, it's now, we'll convert your children, and if you don't affirm the social contagion ideology that is transgenderism, we'll take your kid away from you if you're in California. And in fact, in fact, we'll work to take away your kid from you if your kid comes to California for gender-affirming care, quote-unquote. I love what uh, Chloe Cole says, and stay tuned for some details on that. Um, If you don't know who Chloe Cole is, she's a young lady. Um, biological female. She's 19. She started the transition process when she was 13, when, uh, went on hormone blockers uh, when she was 15, and then started the detransition process to go back to her biological gender when she was 16. But she says when the, her parents took her to the doctor, the doctor looked at them and said, do you want a transgender son or a dead daughter? Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, either either you, either you let them mutilate their bodies or they'll kill themselves. There's only two options. And the family... Forced to embrace this non sequitur. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's literally, it, I, I, yeah, it boggles the mind that doctors are allowed to pose that hypothetical unfairly to parents who are in the middle of crisis. And now the state of California says, and along with other Western states that are pushing this kind of stuff as well, not only is the doctor allowed to say that. With no risk or punishment whatsoever, now if you don't capitulate, yeah, we're we'll, taking your we'll, kid away. We'll from you. take Johnny, Susie. I, they're gone. They can't cover this now. 
They can't change this. California is openly allowing the taking of your children. I got something in my eye. They're, they're allowing your children to be taken away from you if you're in California. Now, speaking of taking things away, governor of the state of New Mexico has issued an executive order declaring a public health emergency dealing with gun violence and drug abuse. Ugh. Typically, we don't wade in on the Second Amendment stuff. Yeah, but I don't even I don't even think it's so much about the Second Amendment. It's it's Constitution. It's just Constitution, and what we're dealing with here is a governor, Michelle Lujan Grisham, who has said it is now illegal. She has suspended open and concealed carry laws in Albuquerque and Bernalillo County, banning the carrying of guns on public property with certain exceptions. Understand that in if, you've, if, if you have obtained a concealed weapons permit in the state of South Carolina, you have to go through a class. In that class, you learn about concealed carry laws. You learn how to handle a firearm. You learn how to holster the firearm. You learn what to do in situations where you might be might be forced to use that firearm. Understand this. In concealed weapons permit classes, the goal is for you not to use the weapon. And I don't think these leftist politicians understand that. Because in, in CWP classes, understand if you were to... If you were to come upon a situation where you are either defending someone else or yourself and you shoot someone, guess what's going to happen when the police show up? You're going to be put in handcuffs at least yeah. for a little bit. Yeah. And you're probably going to go to jail for a little bit. But the legal system will work itself out. When you have a concealed weapons permit, there are specific places you are not allowed to carry a weapon. Federal or state buildings hospitals, schools, churches, unless you have the written uh, permission from the pastor or board or whomever. That's law. Mm -hmm. Um, Parks, typically, and several other places, and shopping malls and, and such. And any place that has a legally correct signage that says no concealable weapons allowed and don't make the joke about your arms. The point is... There are specific limits to the right already. Now, whether you believe those should be there, we can have that conversation. And honestly, if you don't like that, don't go to a place that has the sign. I'm going to play a clip, though, from the press conference. I just want you to listen. It's, it's a lengthy clip, but I think it's important that we listen to it together. And we'll come back on the other side and, and try to make sense of what Governor Grisham is, Gresham is saying here in New Mexico. Yes. Um, all the examples you cited are crimes. Kids shooting at other kids, shooting from cars. So what's the value of the civil order? Why not just do better law enforcement? Both. The value of the order is is that I'm, it gives me three things. One, it says it's a statewide issue and it's a message to everyone to start leveraging their resources and arresting people. Two, the jurisdictions come at this, including with the DOJ restrictions, differently. Without the leveraging and the additional resources, arresting, and where do they go? We've got to make sure that everyone is bumping up their services. It's a message to the uh, Metropolitan Detention Center. It's a message to the HMOs. You better figure out treatment. We have been sort of stalled out to your point. This order basically says stop stalling out, and to your point, just arrest everyone. Well. I also have to have the ability, I can't arrest everyone. There are literally too many people to arrest. Well, this would allow us... Huh? Someone's got a concealed carry permit in Albuquerque walking down a public street, they're not going to get arrested. I can make the point that they, maybe they should be. And this is the point. I, I, I'm willing to do anything and everything within a shred of evidence-based effort. Because... If you're not horrified that on any street corner in too many cities in New Mexico, there is someone with a gun sticking out of their waist or their belt, 
And I'll tell you, if you're if you're a young person, you're not allowed to have a handgun. Well, it's a crime already. I got it, but we won't be able to arrest all of them. So imagine, just in 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 a, in a perfect world, if this was upheld, it gives all of these police officers the ability to focus on the real criminals. Last follow-up. Yeah. You took. But oath. your point is valid. You took an oath to the Constitution. Isn't it unconstitutional to say you cannot exercise your your carry license? With one exception, and that is. If there's an emergency, and I've declared an emergency for a temporary amount of time, I can invoke additional powers. No constitutional right, in my view, including my oath, is intended to be absolute. There are restrictions on free speech. There are restrictions on my freedoms. In this emergency, this 11-year-old and all these parents who have lost all these children, they deserve my attention to have the debate about whether or not in an emergency we can create a safer environment. Because what about their constitutional rights? I took an oath to uphold those two. And if we ignore this growing problem without being bold, I've said to every other New Mexican, your rights are subrogated to theirs. And they are not, in my view. Uh, wait a minute. Okay. You're talking about crimes. There are already laws against the crimes, so how are there rights? I got it. But, but again, if I'm unsafe, who's standing up for that right? If this climate is so out of control, somebody should do something. I'm doing as much as I know to do. Madam yep. do you really think that criminals are going to hear this message and not carry a gun in Albuquerque on the streets for 30 days? Uh, no. But here's what I do think. It's a pretty resounding message. That is wrong. <laughs> Holy cow. That, that, okay, so I'm sorry. I'm just going to say it. I, I don't even care. <laughs> for four years... And after, I had to sit around and stand around and listen to people bark, yell, and scream, and I do mean bark, about Donald Trump being a fascist and an authoritarian and a person who disrespects the Constitution. Then I had to listen to the President of the United States at the time talk about suspending parts of the Constitution. I am tired of our leaders thinking that the Constitution can bend to their whim. I am tired of them thinking that they can nullify parts of the Constitution. Hey, Governor, let me let you in on a little secret. The Constitution doesn't bend to your will just because you come up with a pseudo-emergency. Oh, you claim that people are getting shot. That's wrong, by the way. Not defending the right of somebody to go shoot somebody. What I will defend is the right that they have under the Constitution to bear and keep arms. And also, I think we need to put more emphasis on that well-regulated militia part, too. You have the right to bear arms. That is not... It is, it is restricted right now by federal law and state law in that they cannot be carried in certain areas. It is not restricted by you just willy-nilly saying, hey, there's an emergency. She never says this outright. But what she's hinting at is martial law. Yes. State, state of sanctioned emergency. martial law. I have all the power. I can issue a state of emergency and then enforce the edict to do whatever actions I, I suggest. During the temporary yes, state temporary. of emergency. It's temporary. It just goes on forever. I'll tell you how you make that temporary, New Mexico. Vote her out. I don't know when her term is up. By the way, my counterpart in New Mexico and I were talking uh, a couple months ago. This is the same governor who has allowed signs to be placed at the border of her state saying, welcome to New Mexico, where your right to an abortion is legal and safe. Uh, she was just reelected by a 52 to 45 margin. Her opponent, was, into recall. her opponent was Mark Ronchetti. Um, he was, he's a uh, meteorologist. He's a former political oh. candidate and meteorologist. Well, he was a candidate for the Senate in 2020 and governor of New Mexico in 2022. Um, he uh, lost in that general election again by a 52-45 margin. Uh, he won a lot of the rural, and she won a lot of the city. Mm. 
Well, um, and I believe she's in her second term, so she's done after this year or after this term. But she's got until twenty twenty six, and she's obviously going to ruin the entire state before she gets out of there, <laughs> or at least try. Um, I'm so tired of our leaders and our elected bureaucrats lecture me about emergency and about how when I declare an emergency, I can force you to do whatever it is I want you to do, aka um, take a shot, wear a mask, social distance, don't go to work. Don't go to school. Don't go to church. You can go to the strip club if you want. You can go to that weed dispensary if you want. But don't do the other things that are beneficial for society. When uh, bowling alleys weren't allowed. um, No, very few things were allowed. Churches were, like, included with bowling alleys. You couldn't get your hair cut. Well, I could. Correct. You couldn't get your hair hair cut. Professionally did. Yeah, Um, you couldn't do any of that. The problem I have here, again, I I believe in the Second Amendment. And I believe in the constitutional powers that we have in terms of our rights and our freedoms. I, 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 the Constitution is the highest law in the land. And it is the law. When you have governors who will so willingly break the law in order to virtue signal and say, well, I have the power to do it because even my oath is an absolute. Uh, hello? We got a problem. Either, there are one or two options. Either she doesn't know what her oath is or she knows what her oath is, and she doesn't care. And again, we will wrap up Block B with my here's how this goes thing. I'm going to give you a couple of quotes. These are moments in time. No one's talking about taking your guns. Obama, 2012. Town Hall. Mm-hmm. No one's talking about taking your guns. Fast forward. Beto O'Rourke, 2019. Democratic debate. Blank, yes, we're going to take your AR-15, your AK-47. A couple months later, Whoopi Goldberg, on The View, says, I think we should be taking handguns too. And now it's, oh, we are, and it's illegal for you to conceal carry in Albuquerque. She makes the argument in that clip, if you missed it, the the reporter says, what if someone's walking down the street in Albuquerque and they've got a concealed weapons permit and they have a concealed weapon on them? Should they be arrested? I could make the case that they should be arrested. For what? For what? What law are they breaking? I am so sick and tired of people who do the right thing in this country getting arrested and getting crucified for doing the right thing. Parents who don't affirm wild, wicked, evil transgender ideology in their children trying their best to keep their child safe. They're the wrong one. Lawfully carrying a weapon that you obtained legally and you have the right to carry, you should be arrested? Final thing today. I'm worked up, man. Oh, boy, here we go. I'm worked up. Kamala Harris was on Face the Nation. I believe that's what, yes, Face the Nation on CBS. Ambassador Nikki Haley has made the point on the campaign trail that no one is asking Kamala Harris or Joe Biden what their limit on abortion would be. We say that you support abortion without restriction. You say you don't. Tell me what your restriction is. Jen Psaki made the argument that no one is saying that there should be abortion allowed up until birth, when in fact the women's health, whatever it was called, I don't remember what it was called, Mm -hmm. didn't just codify Roe, which is what they claim they want to do. It went Further and up until nine months. That that's birth, y'all. So this this interviewer on Face the Nation asked the vice president where she would say that abortion access should begin to be restricted. Watch this exchange. I'm telling you, it is fascinating. Is it, is it clear? She said at one point she says, "Let me be clear." And when she says, "Let me be clear," let me she's just she's let me obfuscate, let me let me look like I'm smart, let me talk down to you because I'm the vice president and you are not. And the only reason she's the vice president is because she's black and she's a woman. That's it. And that's not me saying that. That's Joe Biden saying that. Gloves are off today, folks. Gloves are off. This person's not smart. And, and and would to God that she come that she come to faith in Christ. She is made in the image of God. And for that she deserves my respect. And she holds the office of vice president. And for that she has my respect. But intellectually, she's not smart. And I 
I'm just going to say it, morally, evil. Here's her response to whether any abortion should have restrictions. So yeah. what, what is it that you believe? I mean, what week of pregnancy should abortion access be cut off? We need to restore the protections of Roe versus Wade. Which We're was, not trying to do something new. Well, that was nebulous because it was about viability, which could be anywhere between 20 to 24 weeks. And, but it, so, no, 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 no. Let, 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 let me be very clear. The Women's Health Protection Act that let the White me be, House also Let me be endorsed. very clear. From day one, the president has been clear. I have been clear. We need to put back the protections that are in Roe v. Wade into law. Since the Supreme Court took it, Congress has the power and ability to pass legislation to put those protections back in law, and Joe Biden will sign that bill. So that is what we want. But does it need to be specific in terms of defining and where that guarantee goes up to and where it does not? At which week of pregnancy? We need to put back in place the protections of Roe versus Wade. You we know are why not, I'm asking you this I, question, though. Because we're not trying to, but we're not trying to do anything that did not exist before June of last year. We well, are it, saying it wasn't no, crafted but, into law, and that's why I'm asking you for the specifics there. Because Republicans say the lack of a precise date in cutting it off. You know this. They say that allows Democrats to perform abortions up until you know birth, which is ridiculous, which is statistically which is, not accurate, and, and it's ridiculous, I understand and it's a that. mischaracterization so, of the point. No, the point but, is, but the do point you need is to be more precise? To, I am being precise. We need to put into law the protections of Roe versus. Um, kudos to the reporter for a bit in pressing here. She does. Uh, she does give ground and say, you know, the Republicans are stupid, right? You could serve stupid because it's not happening statistically. Again, let me pull out my Ralph Northam. What we're gonna do is when you give birth to the baby, we'll swaddle the baby, we'll make it comfortable, we'll put it over there in the corner in a little bassinet, and give the mother and father time to decide if they want to plunge a knife into his skull. That. So we have record of this. Like we have, we have people on the record saying that even after a child is born, the parents can decide whether or not to kill the child or do what's best for the parents, not the child. Who cares? So the reporter asks Kamala, Kamala, whatever, what's the date? What's the week? And she, she goes into this Roe v. Wade conversation, which the reporter <laughs> accurately states was centered on viability and when a person, when a baby is viable. By the way, I don't believe that's really a judicial decision. We can argue that another time. Kamala doesn't have an answer because she does, actually. Let me take that back. Kamala does have an answer. She doesn't want to give it. No person on this planet, no person in this country believes that a mother at, and again, I'm going to make this point here, but I want you to understand where I am on the issue. No person on this planet believes that a woman who is carrying a child at 38 weeks has the right and should have the ability to terminate that pregnancy. No sane person believes that. No sane person believes that. Now, the argument made here is that the Biden administration needs to come to the table with a date, with a week. Listen, at this point, it's not okay, but they can't do that. They can't do that because you ready? We talked about the transgender ideology earlier, the cultural sexual religion the cultural sexual religion says that you should do whatever is best for you, no matter the consequences, no matter the, the collateral damage. And in that, the sacrament of that religion, the sacrament, like you take the Lord's table at church, the sacrament of that religion is abortion. And to take away the sacrament is to cut the legs out of the religion. If you, take, if you take the Eucharist out of the Catholic Church, what do you have? If you take 
if you take the Lord's table out of Christianity, like that's the covenant. That's that's the that's the visual representation of the covenant that Christ gave. One for his sacrifice and two for his second coming. If you take Passover out of Judaism, what do you have? If you take abortion out of the cultural sexual religion, you cut the legs out of the religion itself. The Biden administration tied to this ideology cannot and left us as a whole cannot remove abortion from the table at any point because should they do it it undercuts the very ideology that they are pushing that everything is about you and you should do what's best for you love who you love be who you want regardless of what's going on now again i long to live in a world and i long to live in the united states of america where the president of the united states stands up and says listen I'll pass whatever pro-life legislation comes across my desk. I have no problem signing it should we get the Congress, the House, and the Senate to come to an agreement on something. I'll pass the darn thing. I'll sign it into law, I mean. But I'm going to lead from the front, and we're going to establish a country that will recognize life begins at conception. We will honor life. I long for that day. I dream of that day. I pray to God we get to it. Yeah. Because unfortunately, at the track we're going... We won't see it. Well, and that I think that's where the American people have to voice their opinions. I, I still believe that a majority of America is pro-life. The, the polls tell us 68% of Americans are pro-life. The concern I have is they're disenfranchised. They've backed away from the table. And let me tell you, if you're not at the table, you'll be on it. If, you don't, mm-hmm. if you're not eating dinner, you are dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think we've got to be... Uh, as men and women of courage, conviction, and faith, we've got to rise up to the occasion. We've got to step up, and we have got to make our voices known in a loving but truthful way. You cannot speak the truth without grace, but you cannot have grace in a God-honoring way without truth. And so I think it's important for us to understand that many of the Tenets of the cultural sexual religion are being espoused and forced upon us because Christians won't let their voices be heard. Christian, man, woman of courage, conviction, and faith, step up. Step up. Because the window for you to do so is quickly closing. There is, and we'll close with this. It's the end of block C. We'll, we'll close with, with this, and I think this should be an encouragement to us as we try to understand these issues from a biblical worldview, from a Christian worldview. And the Christian worldview should be a biblical worldview. I don't think those two things can be separated because if you don't have one, you don't have the mm-hmm. other. Uh, Paul, in his letter to the church at Ephesus, uh, wrote this. Finally, my brethren, finally brothers... Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might, not your own. Put on the full armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Verse 12 is important. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Do not think for a second that the people who are pushing for children to be taken away from their families in the name of this gender gender ideological trap or those who are pushing for abortion up until birth, are doing this on their own. They're not doing this of their own volition. They're not doing this on their own accord. They're doing this because... They're following... They're following Satan. Sorry. They're following Satan. I'm sorry. I was trying to be be coy there, but I can't. Whether they know it or not. And they probably don't even know it. Verse 13. Therefore... Take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand, stand therefore. And how do you stand? You you put on the, the belt of truth, the, the breastplate of righteousness, the, the feet of, of the preparation of the gospel, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, and then you pray. <laughs> you do all of that and then you pray. Folks, we are living in dark times.
times. What I will tell you is when Paul was writing this letter to the church at Ephesus in the Roman Empire, things weren't exactly great. So I'm not telling you that things aren't as bad as they were then. I'm not telling you things now are worse than they were then. What I am telling you is we know that the days will continue to wax worse and worse. Good will be called evil. Evil will be called good. I'm sorry, y'all. If you're not in the word, get in it. You're living it. As Christians in this day, and I pray that you are a Christian first and foremost. I pray you are a Christ follower first and foremost. And as one, it is your duty, it is your job to having done all to stand, stand. Yep. Be continuously standing yep. is, the, is, is the phrase. That's the language there in the Greek. Active punctilious action. Yes. You are to be actively standing in the gap. Standing in the gap for what? For your God, God doesn't need you to defend him. He can defend himself, but do it, right? Mm -hmm. He's called you to. He's called you to do it. Defend your, your God, defend your faith, defend your family. And I'll, I'll just say it, I'll just say it, defend your country, defend your way of life, defend what you cherish, defend this thing that allows us to live freely. Defend your way of life where family and faith and truth and conviction matter. Because I'm telling you, we're going to end the show this way. They're, 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 they're taking your children, they're taking your rights, and they're trying to take lives. The enemy wants to steal, kill, and destroy yeah. and prowls about like a roaring lion doing what seeking whom he may devour so having done all this to stand, stand my encouragement to you today is to stand that's all the time we have on the show on this monday we appreciate you watching and listening if you're watching on facebook or youtube make sure you like the video share it with your friends and family let them know what's going on i think this show is very important for them to hear number two if you're listening on podcast Make sure to subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you give us that five-star rating and review. And if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to the channel. It's free. No strings attached. Attached. Subscribe to the channel. If you want to get more involved in Palmetto Family and what we're doing, if you want us to come speak at an event, if you want us to come speak to a group, we will gladly do that. Email us. Email at palmettofamily.org. You want to give your you want to give emails? Mitch at palmettofamily.org. Yeah. Justin at palmettofamily.org. I accept hate mail as well. Send it our way. If you want to be on our email newsletter, make sure to go to palmettofamily.org. Scroll down to the bottom. You can click there. You can listen to every single show we've done on our website, on our app. Make sure to download that app. And then stick around with us for the rest of this week. We'll have a show coming for you on Wednesday, and then we'll have another edition of our Beyond the Walls show coming on Friday afternoon as well. So, until next time, for Mitch Prosser, I'm Justin Hall. Thank you so much for watching and listening to the fastest-growing conservative talk show in the state of South Carolina, the Palmetto Family Matters Show. Make it a great week, and God bless. <laughs>